What is going on, everybody? It's your boy V, and this is Talk Your Truth, and we are back at it again like we never left. You already know. Um, as you can tell from the title, this episode will be about COVID, it's COVID catch-up, and my experience with it. So it'll be about what I think about the pandemic, the strains, the variants that have come from the United Kingdom and South Africa, as well as my personal experience with COVID. Yes, you heard that right. My personal experience. So, but first things first, happy Black History Month to everyone who may or may not be in my, um, this African-American community or not. My birthday was actually just recently on February 1st. Um, and I've kind of seen it as an honor and a privilege ever since I was about 12 or 13 years old to actually be a part of Black History Month, even if it's solely just my birthday, because learning about my culture, learning about the contributions of my people to society and the world as a whole, and learning more about me and myself and where I come from, it really just resonated with me when I was a preteen, a teenager, and then especially when I was at Howard during my time in academia. So I just wanted to wish you guys a happy Black History Month. Learn something new every day. Learn something about an African-American who contributed to society, whether you agree with their approach or not. So just, just wanted to wish you guys a happy Black History Month. But I wanted to lead off by discussing my thoughts on the response to the pandemic, at least here in America, because I don't live elsewhere, so I don't really can't really comment nor speculate on what may be going on somewhere else in regards to the response to a pandemic. So right now, it almost feels like life is semi back to normal, not going like to offices and in theme parks and things like that, but definitely routine grocery shopping and in stores i've seen people at bars and breweries and restaurants just chilling pretty much um i've been a little perplexed i can't even lie every time i see it it makes me think am i living in fear or are these people just extremely bold in a manner in which i don't want to be so life here, as most many of you probably have seen, it's kind of normal. I've seen videos of people in clubs and in bars. Nightlife has actually been something that surprised me the most has actually been practice. So I remember, obviously, most of us here in the States can remember some form of a shutdown of where you could barely even go to a grocery store. Instacart and all these delivery services were going crazy. And now it's just like... Eh, whatever, let me just take a drive and just go relax at a local Red Lobster or Olive Garden. And, or I don't want to Uber Eats today. I don't want to DoorDash. Let me just actually go and relax. You have to have that social interaction. I'm a social butterfly myself. Um, but you still, in my opinion, need to be a little bit cautious. And that is, that's just not a risk that I may be willing to take in the future. And I'll tell you as to why. But I do know that outside of what is occurring right now, and I know today was the day that Congress voted to see if the 
second impeachment trial of President Trump was constitutional law, and they did. And that'll come on a later episode. But this episode specifically, I just wanted to so focus on COVID. But I know that the Democrats have been pushing back, passing a new stimulus package because of the details and the inner workings of that bill and how much will actually be given. So the big thing, which was like very surprising to see it happen the first time, not as surprising to happen the second time, and now potentially a third time where stimulus checks may be sent to the Americans that may be more affected and restricted in their options and opportunities to pay for certain things, pay their bills or anything. So the first stimulus check that came out, I believe it was March of last year or sometime during the summer, sometime around then. But it was for $1,200. The second one that came at the tail end of the last presidential administration was $600. And the new one going forward up under the newly elected Biden ticket is going to be $1,400. And the reason that I had that little pause on my, my sentence structure was because I could have swore it was 2000 on the campaign trail. Representative and senators now, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, actually ran on that point, being $2,000 stimulus checks will be sent to Georgians if they were elected, because they would push for it. Biden, Harris spoke to some degree about monthly stipends, or even a larger stimulus check being sent to the American people up under a certain income for the household. So it is a little confusing. And I'm going to keep that same energy. I, I have been critical, and some people could even say overly critical, of the last presidential administration. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. I thought it was going to be 2000 And for it to go down to 1400 because of what a previous administration did, I believe is a, a cop-out. Any type of stimulating in or stimulating the economy and any type of assistance that the government can give individuals, whether it be that of unemployment or a stimulus check, I know people are restricted. People are struggling. I completely understand that. But that one point, that one, oh, we're going to promise something one end. Once we actually get in there, we take into account whatever details we didn't know on the front end. I could see how that could sow some type of doubt or maybe even dissension in people believing in you. If you said you were going to do something, let's do it. I also read somewhere an article that um, it's a bar. I, I see it as a bargaining chip, but the Biden administration actually wants to send families who have children between the ages of six and twelve three thousand dollars per month for one year, and if you're if they're under the age of six, I think it's like thirty five hundred for a year. Completely a bargaining chip because there is no way. I mean, it could be liberals or 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 conservatives. It doesn't even matter that. It will not happen if you haven't even passed or are getting cold feet for $1,400 for adults over the age of 18. So 3000 
if you have one child between the age of six and 12? No. Because what about these families that have three to five children? Or maybe just say two or three. You're going to commit $6,000 to $6,500 per month for a year when it's taking... I mean, who knows when this stimulus check will actually be passed. They're saying it might not even be on the floor until early March. Here we are in the second week of February. I know people who need right who need that twelve hundred right now, who need six hundred right now, who need fourteen hundred right now, who need a hundred to two hundred right now. So that's why I say like just gotta I gotta keep that same energy, man. But as far as the shutdowns and the regulations, I don't know if they'll actually do anything remotely like what they did last year when the pandemic first started here in America. Everybody can really remember what it was like, whether you were wondering like, okay, am I going to actually go into work because I work in a public setting? I work in the food industry. I work in some type of customer facing role. So how are my pockets about to be affected by this? Because I need to go to work, but I need some, and because I, I need money, but I also don't want to get this pandemic, put myself nor my family at risk with people that I care about. People who could work from home, they did. Companies that didn't want their their employees to work from home because they had based their whole company on micromanagement had to actually make a decision. Either we're going to continue to micromanage and it just run rampant through our office or we actually trust by God. I mean, just it's crazy to even think about a company trusting their employee to do their job without being watched by a camera or that weird, awkward interaction at the coffee maker from someone who's in upper management or not to be like, oh my gosh, did that go well or not? So I don't know, but as far as shutdown and regulations for the future, I don't foresee any actually coming. I've been to the grocery store myself. That's actually like the highlight of my weeks is to go to the grocery store. I hit like three, two or three grocery stores in a matter of like an hour or two hours. Um, just because I, I like to get certain things from certain stores. I know I can do like a one-stop shop, but that's just how I do it. But I've been to the grocery stores. I haven't been to any restaurants or anything like that as far as like in-house or yeah, in-house dining. But I know that people have been. I've seen it. I can't do it. And I'll, I'll expound on that later on this episode. But I don't foresee any shutdowns or regulations coming. I know it's been teased or even talked about and or rumored, but I don't actually see any coming down the pipeline. And for these variants, these variations of the coronavirus or COVID-19 coming out of the United Kingdom and South Africa, I know both variants have actually hit stateside. I think the UK variant actually hit in California, like a few confirmed cases out West have the UK variant in South Carolina, just South of me here in North Carolina has already had traces of the South, South Africa variant touching stateside. So it's scary, man. It's scary. These mutations that they were already talking about, I want to say last Mm -hmm. fall into the winter, then it kind of just went ghost because WHO procedures changed for whatever reason. But 
now with these variants actually being here, it's like, okay, so now what? What's going to happen? Are we going to have to shut down again? Is double masking going to have to be the, the true things? I thought a two-layer mask was fine before. We started out with the surgical mask. Then we went to the two-layer mask. Some people were doing bandanas. Some people were doing shirts. Some people weren't doing anything. But now with the variants hitting stateside, I just wonder if there will be anything federally recommended for the states to start practicing and enforcing. I just I wonder. Um, but let me just get to like the meat of everything. I had COVID recently. Last Thursday was my 10th day. So about two and a half to three weeks ago, I was exposed. And I didn't know I was exposed until I experienced a super bad migraine. Now, I'm not someone that gets headaches. I'm not someone that has really ever experienced a migraine until um, two to three Saturdays ago. And it was just so painful, this migraine. Pressure behind my eyes, sound, like pretty much like the blood, like my blood pressure in my head was crazy. Like everything was just wild. And I was like, bro, I just need to sleep. I need everything dark. I was inside of my house with sunglasses on. I was like, bro, I don't know what is going on, but I am hurting right now. So I had been nursing a cold right before that. So I was like, bro, it's got to be a serious head cold, man. Serious. So I popped a um, Advil liquid gel for nighttime, Saturday night. Actually got tested that Saturday. I had my son that weekend, and both of us got tested. My mom got tested as well. So my mom shows up the next day. It was a 24-hour test. They didn't do a rapid test, I guess, because I told them I wasn't really experiencing symptoms. I did not know if this migraine slash headache was a symptom or not, so that's why I didn't tell them. So I did the 24 to 40, the 72-hour test. Mom comes over the next morning, checks on me, and my son is just like, okay. My test, she's telling me that her test had come back as negative and that my son's test have came back negative as well. Mine came back as detected. So immediately I'm like, um, what the understandably so? Like, what did I do? What's going on? And I don't want to really go into detail as to how I was exposed, but it was just completely irresponsible on my pan, on my my stance from me. I should have been better, and I wasn't. I didn't really experience anything outside of the cold light symptoms. I was taking medicine. I immediately texted my son's mom. I was like, "Hey, you got to get him early because." I got, no, I've been exposed. I want you to go ahead and take them. So she did, dropped them off earlier than I wanted to and started my quarantine. But the day that I I dropped them off on that Sunday, I went back and got another test because I actually wanted to know, okay, was this real? Like, was this a false reading or whatever? Because I have this cold at that time. No, came back, I want to say that Monday or Tuesday, and it was detected again. So I, it was 
pretty much inconclusive that I had contracted the disease. And I was pissed. Not only like the how I was exposed, but really in myself. Because not only am I putting myself at risk, I just had my son. So now I'm like going into super frustration mode with myself into super, 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 super frustrated mode with myself about potentially exposing my son. So I was just very confused, angry, conflicted, everything, all of the above. And I just, I did my best not to blame or place blame on anyone. But it was hard, man, because I've done as to my to my opinion, the best that I possibly can. Everything that I could do to stay safe, I did. But yet I still got it. And I was like, bro, forget this, man. Like, I just I can't believe it. So started started my started my started my tendon. I had like I said, I had that cold. I was nursing that cold. So I was coughing, coughing up a a good amount of mucus. So I was like, okay, I'm going to keep taking these Advil liquid gels for daytime. Um, I work out. I do home workouts because, you know, we can't go to gyms or anything like that. So I doubled down again, more so than usual on like my elderberry vitamins, my daily multivitamin. Um, I did. This was, this was, this was the most interesting thing. I think it came around day seven to eight. I can't even remember, but somewhere around there. So I'm one of those individuals where my nostrils like will change where you're breathing out of one nostril at one time and then you'll breathe out of another at another time. It just it's been like that since I was a kid. But my nostril opened up like the airway more than usual. And I could feel the air pressure in the back of my head passing through my nostril while I was breathing. And you want to talk about a super weird stinging, but not like super unbearable pain that that you kind of have to do unless you're going to breathe out of your mouth, which I try not to do, but I was like, bro, what is this? So that's when I started taking like the ibuprofen. So I was like, I can't do this. If my if I'm going to breathe through my nose and I can feel as if water is going through my nose or it's hurting at the back of my neck, I can't do it. I, I, I just cannot do it. So that was those were the, those were actually the worst of the symptoms. I had that migraine on that Saturday. I had to take ibuprofen because of just the pressure from breathing and the cold symptoms. Coughing may have been due to COVID and may have been due to the, the cold. But either way, it sucked. It was not a fun experience whatsoever. And what really made it even worse is I was diagnosed towards the tail end of January. And my birthday, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, was February 1st. So couldn't see my son, couldn't see my family. 
And I'm a person that loves my family. I, I completely adore my family. My And I'm just going to give you guys something about myself. I love Thanksgiving. That's actually my favorite holiday because it's everything that Christmas is without the material side of it. So take away all the material mystic side of it. It's just like, oh, take away the gifts. Take away the toys for the kids and the family. Take away this. Take away that. Sorry, but fuck all that. Like, give me Thanksgiving, family, food, enjoying one another. The fellowship that I enjoy with my family is great. So whenever there's someone in my family that has a birthday, we always do something like what's presented in a movie, like Sunday dinner. We do that for every single birthday. And it's beautiful. And for me to not be able to experience my 28th birthday with my family, with my mom, who was my rock, my sister, who was just like my, she's like a guide. You know, my mom is, is a guiding light. My sister is just like my partner in crime, back to back army of two status, you know? And then my boy, my number one, like to not be able to see any of them. Also not knowing the outcome. Because I didn't know if my symptoms were going to get worse. I didn't know if I was going to go have to go to the hospital. And there were a few times in the middle of the night where I would just wake up coughing. Now, I could say that was due to the COVID because no mucus came up at all at night. And I didn't know what the outcome may be. The uncertainty of it really got to me. So I did the 10-day quarantine. And like I said, on this past Thursday, I got tested again. I continued to do everything that I normally did. I continued to work out here at home. I did not leave. I had my family actually come by. They So it was nice, but it was sad. They came by and dropped off groceries and my birthday presents on the 31st of January on my front porch. And it just sucks, man. And now it even sucks more because that test that I got on last Thursday, it came back on Friday or maybe even Saturday um, as detected again. And I was like, bro, what? So, and I I called my family physician. They said, if you've already gotten past that 10 to 12 day threshold where the contagion is really, the contagion levels are really high, you can just, you're just very contagious, then go ahead and proceed with whatever normal activity you do. You don't have to do another 10 to 12 day quarantine at your home, but remember to stay at social distance and mask up. That was it. Now I reviewed this with a buddy of mine, very close friend of mine who had COVID. He has a two year old boy. Now I did a um, few photo shoots for him. And I was their photographer for a while. And he actually had very bad symptoms. He woke up in the middle of the night and went to the hospital. He was in there at the hospital for, I want to say, six to seven days in the hospital in the ICU. He was on a ventilator. After the ventilator, they kept him for a few more days, and they just kind of released him. They called him a few days after that and told him, that you're good to go. You can do whatever you want. That was it. And that's why I said, like, the response. I know that. As of right now, this is before Moderna and all these other companies came up with this vaccine. But 
just to send people back into like the wild, so to speak. I mean, I get that you can't, you know, spread it after 10 to 12 days, myself included. But it's just like I would think there would be more of like medical direction. But that just shows how little we know about this disease. So I'm good. I'm clear. I'm not going to be around people like that. That contagion window has passed. I feel fine. After this recording, I'm actually going to do one of my home workouts to continue to make sure that my body inside will be as good as it can be. Um, But yeah, that's just, that's my experience with it personally. It sucked. My son did come back positive four days after I dropped him off. So he had to start his own quarantine. So he had to be like him and his sister had actually been quarantined together before they even went to their pediatrician. So they had to quarantine together and they had to quarantine separate from everybody in their house. They're like their mothers of Hispanic descent. So they have people in the home separate from that of just them and their mom. So they couldn't see them, couldn't talk to them, couldn't go to school, anything like that. And it just really sucked to, for my, in my mind to think, and to know I was the reason that this happened. He didn't have bad symptoms. Yeah, I don't think he had anything, really. Kids are super resilient. Their immune systems is on 10. But it really sucked as a parent, as a father, and just as a person to know that you were more than likely the reason that they got exposed, if not were the reason. So it just really sucks, man. And um, I don't feel any more symptoms. Like I said, I'm clear. My son now is clear. So that's why, I mean, I was planning on actually recording an episode towards the end of January. Then this happened. I was like, oh, yeah, no. Don't we want to be on the airways on these recordings, coughing or just feeling not as lively as usual? So I just I just took a little time off. So I do plan on dropping three episodes this month to make up for the one miss from last month. I'm trying to do two episodes two episodes per month, schedule permitting. But I'm not feeling any symptoms. It isn't fake. People who believe that it's like a hoax or you can't get it or whatever like that. I work out four to five times a week. Now it's home workouts, but before it was COVID, I was actually going to the Y four to five times a week running before and after every workout. I mean, I'm as fit as I possibly can be. I'm not like the biggest guy or anything like that, but I'm very, very conscious of what I am exposing myself to. I've had diabetes in my family. I've had high blood pressure in my family as well. So I make sure that I am as diligent and responsible as possible when it comes to what I do with my body and my health. I love eating certain things, but I'm making sure that the strokes that just occurred with my grandmothers don't occur to me in the next 20 to 30 years. So I'm fit. I do what I need to do. I follow a lot of YouTubers like Simeon Panda and Obi Vincent. I follow a lot of these guys and do their workouts. So it is not fake. I'm fairly healthy. I don't feel any side effects as of right now. My birthday sucked. I want to say this is probably one of the most humbling and worst birthdays of my life because I couldn't be around people that I wanted to be. 
and I actually found myself really apologizing, apologizing to everybody, like my grandmother, my Nana, my mom's mom, my mom, my son, and my sister, just apologizing to them because I didn't know the outcome. I cried a few times. I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't want to go to the hospital and I don't want to just wake up, quote unquote, wake up dead. Whether it be in my house or the hospital, I don't know. I mean, I really didn't know. Not to like make it worse than what it was because my symptoms and my experience are not like what I've read, not like what I've heard, even from my friend. But you never know. And my suggestion, just like last point for people, is be safe. Moving forward, I'm going to double mask up. Maybe, not even maybe, we'll get tested and whoever I'm going to be meeting with, whether it be work-related or not, get tested before they see me. Not expose myself, not expose my son, and just take it serious, especially with these variants because they say that it can stay up to three months in your system and like you're quote-unquote immune during that time. But crazy thing is these variants have nothing to do with that so you can still get it i can still get it somebody else can still get it if you've already had it and i don't want a variant that's going to be worse than the experience that i already had so i'm going to double mask up socially distance do everything that i can and just can do my best to buckle down even more so than i did before so that is my last point my last word to all of you is to be smart don't live in fear but also don't be foolish i've been v Y'all have been great. Much love to you. Another episode soon to come. Hopefully by the by next week's time next week. So Wednesday of next week. Um, today's February 9th. All right. Happy Black History Month. Stay safe, everybody.